Hello everybody, I'm Corey and we're talking manpower. Today, I'm with Mr. Kirby Lampusberger. He's the director of the Manpower and Force Management course, which is offered by the Army Logistics University and he's based out of Fort Lee. Mr. Lampusberger, thank you very much for being here today. Thank you for having me. So can you explain to me a little bit about the Manpower and Force Management course? Yes, I'd be happy to. The Army's Manpower and Force Management course is uh, basically designed first and foremost for Department of the Army civilians who are in Career Program 26, which is Manpower and Force Management. And they are essentially, if you will, the operators of Manpower and Force Management for the Army. In addition, the course supports those military per personnel, our distinguished soldiers, who require additional skill identifier Alpha 3. Um, this course is really all about, we have three outcomes in the course. One is understanding the importance of communicative skills and other knowledge skills and staff skills. Then the second part is understanding how the Army gets its resourcing ultimately from the Congress through the Department of Defense and down to the local level. And then another important aspect of the course is how we go about the business of determining requirements for what we call the generating force as well as the operating force. And let me take a moment to explain what those terms mean. When we use the term generating force, we're really talking about that side of the Army that is made up of organizations that have a manpower document we call a table of distribution and allowances. And uh, that, that uh, document routinely reflects uh, the majority of personnel positions as civilian followed by some um, military positions. The other side of the Army, the operating force, is basically made up of organizations that have a requirements document we call a table of organization and equipment and those organizations contain only military personnel and uh, those personnel and their organization deploy to conduct army operations so this third aspect of what the course entails is all about requirements determination for both the primarily the generating force and then also for the operating force and to facilitate that we have a number of uh, exercises that uh, support our, our delivery of the course. So as the director of the course, what are your responsibilities? Uh, first and foremost, I'm the primary instructor for the course. And, and when I say instructor, it's, it's almost in a sense I should probably use the word facilitator because it's not so much me instructing as it is me facilitating the learning of our distinguished manpower community, whether they be civilian or whether they be military. Then uh, to support that, uh, I have the responsibility of updating all of the pre presentations that are contained within the course, and um, that routinely requires me to reach out uh, across the Army and get information to ensure that the information that we have is current, relevant, and up-to-date. And interestingly enough, I get quite a lot of contemporary information from those that attend the course as well, and I welcome that. Now, I can't take what they say at face value until I validate it, notwithstanding uh, routinely it proves to be true. And with each uh, iteration of, of class that I teach, I wind up having to um, update those presentations, which ultimately necessitates my updating the, the primary program instruction for the course as well. So those are some of the, the duties that I have. And another kind of sidebar duty would be to maintain my professional relevance through association with other uh, organizations like the American Society for Military Comptrollers and other organizations like that as well. So you're kind of like that one-man band, setting the direction, 
developing the plan and then executing the plan. Understood. <laughs> I am a one-man band, but I don't sound as nice as an orchestra, <laughs> that's for certain. Um, so why is the manpower and force management course important? It's, a, it's a very important in the sense that until you have an understanding of the relationship between manpower and workload, you're never going to fully appreciate why we need the manpower positions that we need. What this course do, does is it breaks it down to its basic level and helps us to appreciate that an organization is made up of positions, by and large, that exist because they have been rigorously, through rigorous analysis, determined to have relevance in the performance of some type of workload that's routinely defined by the accomplishment of functions and tasks. So having said that, the course focuses on this relationship of manpower as an input and workload as an output, ultimately with the idea that we can use that relationship for the future predictability of required manpower in any given organization. So the course is very important in this context of understanding manpower requirements. A second reason the course is important is that it provides one with a good background in understanding how the Army ultimately gets its manpower in force management resourcing. And that starts off from the top, like the Capitol Hilltop, and works its way down through the Department of Defense to the Army and ultimately to the Army commands. So during the course, I understand that um, there's a lot of different exercises uh, to include the Fort Elkton case study. Why are exercises like the Fort Elkton case study important, and why, why is that case study even in there? Okay, the, the Fort Elkton uh, case study is actually an integral part of the course, and the reason it's in there and why it's important is it's the, our initial attempt to introduce someone who would otherwise not have familiarity with it to the Army's primary manpower requirements determination process, namely the five-phased approach. Now, the proponent for that five-phased approach, that manpower requirements determination process, is the United States Army Manpower Analysis Agency, and it's from them that I received uh, that material and, have and we've integrated it into the course. It's very beneficial and it's important because students need to understand how we go about determining manpower requirements determination. And that, and also the exercises are important in the sense that they facilitate small group interaction. And we consider that very important uh, in the context that uh, internal discussion, each individual sharing, if you will, his or her perspective on some type of manpower or force management issue. In many cases, those perspectives will be uh, diverse and, di and different, and that's okay and well and fine as it should be. But the idea being that through this exposure and engagement, one looks at his or her own perspective on a manpower force management issue and then asks the deep question, hmm, am I really right in my perspective? Or is what other people saying have relevance as well? So that we, these small group exercises, these discussions, in a sense, promote what we call critical thinking. And we really want to promote that in this course. The idea of challenging conventional wisdom uh, and, and letting Facts, figures, and data do more of the talking for us rather than just personal emotion. So it's all this interaction that makes the course so meaningful and vibrant and important in, in forming one's own perspective. So I would think about uh, me personally, I would just think that looking at it from different perspectives, everybody, when they're making these decisions, is going to have a different perspective. And by understanding where other people can come from, they can open their frame of reference up to exactly. and make a better informed decision. Exactly. Along those lines, if I may elaborate on that too, is um, 
it's it's a little bit I want I don't want to say it's difficult, but there is a bit of a challenge in the, in the role that I facilitate, and that is is that technically I'm supposed to represent, if you will, the Department of the Army perspective, the G357, the G8, and the G1 perspective on Army manpower. And I do that. But on the other hand, I don't want to be too insensitive and just push aside what's happening at the Army command level and at the local level as well. So I have to kind of balance that and be sensitive all the way around the board, so to speak. But ultimately, what we attempt to do is bring it all together in a meaningful way so that everyone can have an appreciation for manpower regardless of what level you're at. Well, everybody, that's all we have time for today. Please join us next week as we continue our conversation with Mr. Kirby Lampisberger. And until then, have a great Army Day.